welcome to another episode of the Today in Town Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at All Day Packers, and I'm joined by Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. We're coming back to you uh, with another episode of the podcast. A lot to unpack today. This has been one of the most dramatic weeks that I can remember in NFL, being a fan of the NFL. Uh, we beat the Cardinals. Haven't had a podcast since we beat the Cardinals. Play the Chiefs this Sunday. We're going to preview that game, talk about the Cardinals game, but most importantly, we will not have QB one for the Chiefs game, out of uh, because of a lot of reasons. Honestly, Braun, how are you? How are you dealing with all this? All that's going on this week? Pretty stressful day learning about Rodgers and him being ruled out. That was not fun uh, after a big win on Thursday. But here we are. We're going to talk about every every little second of what's been going on and all the drama. So if you're into soap operas, welcome to the Today in Town soap opera. We were prepared to talk about a lot of different stuff than we're actually going to talk about today because all of it is kind of outdated at this point. So, I mean, just this is kind of off the cuff here, Bron. Uh, what did you – how did you process today's information? I'll tell you. I'll go first. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting on my bed. I'm watching a movie. And uh, I go to sit up, I check my phone, and I literally like 21 seconds ago, Ian Rapport, uh Rogers has COVID, he's going to be out this weekend. I'm like, oh my God, I, it just keeps getting worse, man. This just keeps getting worse. LaFleur, I feel so bad for the guy, it's his birthday, this sucks. And then, I don't know, is it 10 minutes later, the report that he's unvaccinated comes out? I'm like... There's, I tweeted this. I was like, there's no way this is true. There's no way this is true because he's been doing press conferences with no mask and in person. And he said, he said this summer that he was vaccinated. I did not believe Rappaport. I mean, I, I just assumed it was false information. And then it only got worse from there. Take me through your day, Bron. Yeah, I mean, so I literally watched the notification come down on my phone. I was on my phone and I watched it come down and I read Aaron Rodgers out COVID like from Tom Pelissero, I think was the first one. And yeah, I just kind of exploded and it just still, I couldn't believe it. I was like, did that really just happen? Like I'm sitting here looking at it and I'm like, did this really, like, I, I was like, we're all hoping, first of all, thought Rogers was vaccinated. We'll get into all that. But so I'm thinking, wait a minute. Okay. He's vaccinated. How did he get it? Like, I know Devante was vaccinated and he tested positive, but they just ruled him out, and I thought he was vaccinated, and it's only Tuesday and or whatever. What What is it, Wednesday? I don't even care, and I don't know. But, like, all this is going on, and I am think I have so many thoughts are racing through my mind. First of all, Jordan Love put up or shut up time, I'm thinking, right away. And this, this there's a positive element to that, but the, the chance that – I first thought of, yes, Roger's health and everything, but then I started thinking about – Okay, well, this is massive because if we are now in a position where we could lose this football game on when we we think we have Rodgers, we're going to win. Now we have Jordan Love starting, and now all of a sudden this is not going to be an easy win, and we need to win games because Dallas has a really easy schedule. They're also you know they're six and one, like they're are, they're a legit threat. And these other teams, the Rams are seven and one, the Cardinals are still seven and one. That win won't matter if we can't you know, continue to stack wins and we need every game we can get. We need to keep winning. This is about getting the number one seed. We need to get back to the Super Bowl. All these things have to go the right way for us and we have to keep doing the right thing. But this is a complete, this has a chance. And then, you know, I'm not going to sit around pointing the finger at anybody, but the, the, the COVID situation that's gone on across the entire team you know, no one's really to blame per se, but I mean, it it's given us a pretty good chance to derail the season. I mean, there's a great opportunity for the season to be derailed in some fashion as a result of what's gone on now with the COVID-19 plus the injuries that we've already had, you know, on top of that. Uh, just a poor situation for the entire team. And now it puts a lot of what we're trying to do this season in jeopardy because, Aaron Rodgers makes this whole thing go, and if Jordan Love can't step in and, and kind of fill his shoes even halfway, I mean, if he if he can't perform, it's going to be tough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, who still have, you know, there's it's Patrick Mahomes. They still, you never know when they're going to try to turn it on and what can happen. And, and then, of course, Seattle, it looks like Russ might be back that next week, and if Rodgers can't play in that game, and obviously that's a whole different situation as well. So it's, it getting, it's getting complicated pretty quick. In terms of on the field, I was honestly pretty excited because I still am. I still am pretty excited for this. Not if Rodgers misses more than just this game, but I'm thinking, okay, this is nice. This kind of stuff happens, you know. It's still early in the season. It's very important now that we got that win last week over the Cardinals. Uh, I think it's going to be okay that we get to see Jordan Love against a 
a bad defense. He could look good. This could be a good a good game for his development in the league. This could be like a really and then if he's like really good, you know, Bears, Vikings, and Lions fans, they're gonna be very upset. I'm gonna be happy. We got the quarterback of the future at the very the very worst if he performs well. But uh, quickly as in more information begin to come in it's just it's just soured it just soured everything my whole outlook on this on this on this team man because i mean qb1 i i guess we're gonna talk about this he he lied he lied about being vaccinated which i mean everyone's got so so many stances on everything but the the fact that he lied about being vaccinated just be if he's an anti-vaxxer he, he can just come out as an anti-vaxxer but i don't think he is an anti-vaxxer and i don't think he is a covid denier i guess he is an anti-vaxxer but like what is going through his brain where whatever uh, holistic treatment that he got in his own mind immunized him from covid i mean are you serious dude and they ask him point blank are you vaccinated and he says yeah i'm immunized oh my God, Aaron. I mean, come okay. on, dude. We've been clowning on Kirk Cousins all year, right. dude. We've been clowning on him all say, year. Yeah. I mean, and, okay, so the situation with Kirk Cousins, right? Like that people were really coming at him because A, just not only because he wasn't vaccinated, but because he was like pretty much you know, the things he was saying was kind of ridiculous. Rogers never said things like completely ridiculous, but what he said was, I mean, first of all, yes, he was asked straight up are you vaccinated? And if so, what, or whatever, what are your stance? What is your stance on vaccinations? And Rogers said, yeah, I'm, I'm immunized. And I, I remember at the time thinking that that was such an interesting word to use. And I was like, I just thought, wow, that's an interesting. I just, I thought that meant he was vaccinated. I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, great. He's vaccinated. That means we won't have any issues. Like that was all I was worried about. Not, you know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and try to like, you know, talk about vaccines, like, but it was just good to I hear was, that we okay, weren't going to have a real issue. quick. Yeah, I was worried when he came back to the team. I was worried because he seemed the type to not be vaccinated. And I had already been making fun of Cole Beasley and Kirk Cousins and all these guys. I was like, oh, my God, he seems the type to just not be not be vaccinated. And I just as soon as I saw the word immunized, I was like, oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God he's vaccinated. It just it means so much for the team. And obviously my outlook on Aaron Rodgers, the human being. Right. And and then so he got so he. I thought he was vaccinated, okay? And but then I'm thinking about when he said the word immunized, I was like, okay, that's I wasn't like skeptical of his at the time. I was just like surprised at the word. I thought he just put that word. I was like I was like, okay, vocabulary. He's trying to show off his vocabulary like <laughs> nice flex, great vocabulary. Bro. I was like, okay, he's got yeah, like yeah, I've been immunized. I was like, oh wow, okay. Like, why would you use that word when you got the shot? I don't know. But like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that was part of it too. And then he started talking about like, he really did. He misled everybody. I mean, he never, he never said like, yeah, I've been vaccinated, but he did say words that very much made it sound like he was, and we all thought he was. And he was saying things like, I'm not going to judge people who aren't vaccinated. You know, it's a personal choice. You know, I, and he, he made it sound like he made the decision to get vaccinated, but wasn't going to judge others for getting it. He, he also added that people have been testing positive who did get vaccinated. And he said all these things. I don't know. It just was, it sounded, I don't know. It, it just sucks. He, it, it really he wanted sucks everyone, he, he wanted everyone to believe that he was vaccinated because he didn't want to come out as an anti-vaxxer. I guess. Okay. So it, I understand that. Honestly, look, I don't think any, like I, I'm vaccinated, right? But I don't really like care to tell, like, I don't know if, if he should have the, he shouldn't have to tell us if he's vaccinated or not. I don't think any player should, like, whether they are or not. I just don't think they should. But, like, I don't know. He gets asked the question. I can, I don't, you know, I see why he doesn't want to come out and say he's not vaccinated because he's going to, he, if he is, if he doesn't get the, if he doesn't get COVID, right? If, if this, not, none of this ever happens, everybody thinks he's at least, he says he's immunized, right? He got some kind of treatment that he wanted to be, you know, equated to something that could be seen as enough. And he tried to get the NFL to pass it and they didn't, but he did it anyway. Didn't get the vaccine. He's been pretty much doing a lot. He, he's been following protocols in the lock, in the locker room and, and in the building with masks and things like that. But like Kirk cousins has, and other guys like Carson Wentz, he was at the podium without a mask answering questions this season. 
So, I mean, I, it seems like the quarterbacks have some kind of leniency with that, being able to go to the podium without the mask. But other than that, it sounds like he's been following other protocols. But so, look, he's done he's done all the right things, I feel like. He just he just didn't want his status outed because of the, the you know, the hatred that most of these guys like Kirk Cousins and Cole Beasley have been getting. He didn't want that. I Look, I get it. I just, it sucks. I hate the whole situation. There's no right way to go about it. He, I mean, the fact that it, he, he kind of got caught misleading everybody. I hate it for the team. I hate it for him. I hate that he caught COVID. I wish he was vaccinated because now he's in jeopardy of not only missing a big game against Kansas City. We don't get to see him and Mahomes square off. Uh, and then now also this game against Seattle is also in jeopardy, which sucks as well. I mean, this is a really tough situation for the fans, the team, the organization, and the player, of course. Exactly. Take whatever social or political aspects of the vaccine out of the picture. This is just an awful, idiotic decision by Aaron Rodgers as the leader of this team, as the QB1 of the team. Same with Kirk Cousins and same with Carson Wentz. Because now, whatever Brazilian tree oil or whatever he ingested, it didn't work because he's now va- he now has COVID and he's out for 10 days. And he's he could cost his team a game. This is the last dance, dude. This is the last dance. And you're not going to get a shot because I don't of buy whatever, that, yeah. whatever reason. I don't buy what? that. It's you don't the last buy this. Dance. Is, uh... I'm okay, he's coming. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I don't mean, know. In Things his mind, complicated. Well, I don't know. He's the way he's talking. It sounds like he's like he he talked about Brian on Tuesday. He's having great conversation with Brian. He loves the conversation he's having with Brian. I don't think he. You know, if it's his choice, I don't think he's going anywhere. So, I don't. I don't know. I, yes, it's it, this is one of the last great chances to win the Super Bowl because they're going to lose guys in free agency and stuff, and they have no money. And I get that. So. I think there's certainly an element of that, but yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, Griff. Keep going because you are right for the most part. Yeah, well, um, the last dance, I guess, could depend on Jordan Love's performance on Sunday. <laughs> if he if he has a That's great the game, crazy it, thing, right? It crazy could, like, thing. Goody could really force his hand here, um, and you know, just. God, that's what that's what the worst thing about the Kirk Cousins thing was. It was so fun laughing at Va- Vikings fans, especially after Rodgers came out and said that he was vaccinated. It was like, thank God I can do this and not be a hypocrite because your QB1 is a horrible leader and his coach hates him and he's go- he's going to lose his team some games if there's a COVID outbreak. And what do you know? Now our quarterback, the face of the franchise, Aaron Rodgers, is going to – like it doesn't matter whatever your beliefs on the vaccine are. The NFL rules are that if you're vaccinated, your team is at a great – greater advantage than if you have players who are unvaccinated, especially your quarterback who communicates with so many people. And they just had this Halloween party over the weekend. Oh my God, the Halloween party. Who else? Jordan Love was there. He could have COVID. And then we're starting Blake Bortles. I mean, come on, man. You can't be going out dressed. I, the costume was awesome, bro, but you can't be doing that. When you know there's a COVID outbreak in the building, Devontae wasn't there because he already had COVID, and he's still not back at practice, so who knows how sick he is. And you can't be doing these stupid crap, and I don't even think you're allowed to have that kind of indoor party like that. I mean, unless there was less than 10 people there, which I highly doubt. I, it's just an all-around... It's show man it all day it's just been awful well I, there there were definitely more than 10 people there because one of the people there was tyler davis and i know he's not on that short list so i think pretty much the whole team was there <laughs> they were letting yeah, anybody that was not in the that roger <laughs> i think they were letting anybody in that party. was there yeah yeah they let anybody was... in and that's the thing like i don't know yeah a little irresponsible uh, but rogers probably thought like Okay, I'm labeled as unvaccinated. Who cares? I just got this treatment that I think and many have been, you know, telling me like he you know about his girl his fiance and the, we've saw we saw the stuff where she was like doing eating clay. Interesting, yep, that was it. I didn't want dirt to say capsules. It. Yeah. The, yeah, I don't I think she wears about, deodorant. She's a weird girl, man, but so okay, is Aaron. Well, Aaron's right, always okay. been weird. Well, they're just different, okay? They've got different... They're, they're both not, weird, let's not make, though. Let, okay, okay, let's not call them weird. People are different. Look, all I know is that sh- they do exotic things, like, with their bodies. And, you know, Rogers does all these different cleanses, and he's done all this different stuff, like, spiritual. Like, I don't know what he's doing nowadays, like, with some of these things. And it was clearly, he thought, in his best interest, to try something different that he thought was going to work. And it turns out, obviously, he got COVID Well. Also, Devontae tested positive and he was vaccinated. The only difference is, 
I mean, look, you can test positive and get the vaccine. He Rogers didn't get the vaccine. He was labeled as unvaccinated. He thought he was immune. Now he has the virus. I don't know if he's what's his symptoms like or if he has any, because like I said, he looked good on Tuesday uh, on the Pat McAfee show. He looked healthy. He seemed fine. He had no inklings of being ill. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a similar thing where like, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say whatever it had, whatever he did worked because he clearly got the virus, but guys are getting it. Devante got it and he's vaccinated. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that either thing is a hundred percent certain to do anything. There's, it, it just sucks that it happened. I don't know how else to really put it. It just sucks that the way it went where now he's positive and because the NFL doesn't recognize him as immune or vaccinated or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, now we're in this situation where it's costing us wins potentially. Hopefully not. Hopefully love can step up and, and win us a game playing quarterback or just manage. A, he's not going to win the game, but he can certainly get us there by just playing, you know, just not turning the ball over really is the key that that's we'll talk about that game because that's basically the only thing I'm worried about. But yeah, that's, you know, it just sucks. And now we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Our best chance, our best chance yet, and maybe our last best chance, this one. Um, and it's going to be tough because if we lose a game, if we lose two games, we have to come out of here unscathed. Then all is forgotten. Wash your hands of it and get back on the field, Aaron. If we can win these games, let's just do it. Like, and let's just forget all of this and just get back because this could derail us. Like I said, if we lose one, two games from this, it could derail our whole season and it could ruin our playoff positioning and, and a lot of other things as well. And it could sour with the front office. And that could be a thing as well, where Rogers and the front office are in bad terms again. So just all this stuff, like we need to get back on track. We need to win this game in spite of not having Aaron, we need love to step up and then we need to get back. Rogers has to come back and do his thing. And we got to get rid of this COVID outbreak as fast as possible. Can we blame Matt Nagy? Cause it kind of seems like it may have stemmed from the Bears game. It started with Joe Barry, but he and I think he and Nagy both tested positive the same day along with Devante. And we, it was the week after we played them. I'm, I just want to blame Matt Nagy. I'm just going to blame him for, for all of this. I, we wouldn't have never known that Rodgers was unvaxxed. We wouldn't have, we would have had Devante and Lazard for last week and Rodgers would be playing this Sunday. Let's just blame Matt Nagy. That, that seems like the easiest route, right? Always works for me. He's the worst coach in football, as I've said often. So yeah, we could blame him for a lot of things. We could also blame him for many of our division wins. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Justin Fields looks a lot better on Sunday. It's weird, right? Anyways, um, I feel bad for Matt Lafleur the most. This poor guy, man. It's his. It's his forty second birthday. He's digging in the fountain of youth, and and on his birthday, man, this this crap has to come up. Rogers was supposed to speak today, and he didn't obviously because he has COVID. And LaFleur had to take all the questions. The national media, they were all there. It was airing on NFL Network. You know it's big when NFL Network is putting it on TV. It's everyone. This was it was Rogers was number one on trending on Twitter today, like pretty much all day. That never happens. It's so weird. And uh, poor LaFleur, he couldn't even enjoy his birthday, but he handled it like a pro. And I guarantee, man, I have so much faith in him as a head coach, especially after last Thursday, which feels like a year ago. But I have so much trust in him that he's going to go into this Sunday with a, such a good game plan for love. Just let him manage the hell out of the game. And I think it's going to come out. I think it's going to be a good game for the Packers. And Matt LaFleur, he should definitely be in the coach of the year discussion, given all the bullshit that has happened this season, this summer, the Jeopardy. It's so much that he's had to endure. And we're 7-1, man. The, <laughs> well, the leaving for Jeopardy, oh. that talk. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, I thought you meant when who won the field goal. Oh, the thing with, oh I no, the no, no. I don't think the Jeopardy that was funny itself though. had anything. Yeah, that I mean, that just kind of ragged on Matt Lafleur, like that whole thing. But like, well, yeah. you know what? I, from in terms of Matt Lafleur, like he's like you said, he's a true pro, right? Like I think he is. I, he's so great. Like I just love him as a head coach. He's such a great, just a great. Like he's such a great communicator with the players, and he relates to the players, and he's got a great coaching staff, and he's got his guys in order, like. And I feel like he's got a voice on the team and, and in the front office. He's so valued, I think, as a voice. Um, 
I did want to say though, like the summer he had to go, he was in the worst spot of everybody in the summer because Rogers was kind of like toying with, hey, you know whether he was going to come back or not, and Matt Lafleur is kind of like hoping and really, really wanting him to come back, but he can't really do anything because it's he's kind of the middleman between Rogers and the front office, and he's got to kind of play at both sides, and he's like not trying to he's not trying to see his MVP quarterback walk out the door, but he's also not trying to upset the front office. And he wants the front office to fix this, and like it's creating tension across everywhere in the in the organization. Um, so that sucked for him. And now this same kind of situation. He can't do anything about it. It's not you know he can't make Rogers get the vaccine. He's not responsible for getting him COVID. Halloween party probably not his favorite thing. Uh, and now he's got to kind of clean up the mess that was made for the second week in a row with the injuries and COVIDs and whatever else is going on. Right. So he's been great. I, first of all, he's the coach of the year to me. Who else? We're the best team in football. He's endured pretty much everything you could think of. If you, if we win this game against Kansas city on Sunday, I mean, he just give it the, give him the award already because not that it matters. Just let's win a Super Bowl. But like, I just, I think he deserves some recognition for once. Finally, he's been amazing. Well, he should have been, he should he should have been recognized for the past two seasons, but given that Rodgers is not playing at an MVP level this season, and he's going to miss this game, and every he's he's like a the clown of the internet today, I think he'll definitely be in consideration because in 2019 Rodgers wasn't great either, but it was viewed as like people just look at the 13 to three record and assume that Rodgers is back to playing the way he was. He wasn't really, but he did he did play better. And uh, obviously last year, Rodgers wins the MVP. This year, he's not in the MVP conversation. He's going to miss a game. He's lost faith with pretty much everyone in the NFL, his good faith. Uh, it's. I think this is definitely the year that people are going to recognize the fact that LaFleur has had to put up with so much. Yeah, he's been great, obviously, doing everything he can to kind of overcome the injuries and, and now the COVID stuff that's gone on these past couple weeks. Uh, not having the defensive coordinator you know, and having the play calling go through two different guys, then to Devondre Campbell and having that working. I just feel like he's got everything in order. Like and his contingency plans for everything have been great. The only thing that he struggled with has really been on the field. And that's kind of like the goal line stuff, which he has never been truly amazing at. Um, it's been not as, it's just been not good this year. And, and last week we saw a lot of struggles there and really all season. It just hasn't been great, but everything off the field, the only criticism I have of him off the field is that, he says little to nothing in his answers at the podium. He rarely gives. I know any that bugs the hell out of him. I mean, he it bothers me because I like to hear like Mike McCarthy would give more. Brian Gutekunst and he hardly amount. gave anything. <laughs> yeah, Mike that's a low bar. Nothing. Mike Mike barely gave anything. I feel like Brian gives pretty decent. Well, it's like answers. anything, Bron. Yeah, well, it's like anything, as Mike McCarthy would say, and. Brian Gutekunst, he's he's getting good at the podium, but he comes on so rarely. Matt LaFleur either answers in really short answers and says nothing or answers in really long answers and also says nothing. So it's it's just a lot of nothing. How about Murphy? Murphy's like Murphy? pretty direct. He says whatever comes <laughs> to his mind. But, he's like uh, the worst guy. Yeah, he's, he's the he, one he, guy you don't want speaking. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, our quarterback. Oh, he's a diva. Like, he just says, like, stuff like that randomly. He's it's a complicated like, fella. He's, yeah, he's, he's not built for the microphone. Guy. No, yeah. he's just built for the – he's built for title town. Like, but, he, yeah. the complicated fella comment, like, he probably didn't even mean that to be rude. But you have to know, as the president no, of the Packers, when your quarterback is, is in retreat and saying he's not coming back to the team, you have to know that saying something like that is going to be the headline of every single news publisher for the next week. And it was. Like, he's, he's just such a kind of – he's such a goofball, that Mark Murphy, man. Yeah, well – yeah, and anything else on the Packers front office we want to rag on them at all anymore? <laughs> I mean, this uh, no. is uh, yeah, I, this this is the crazy. I mean, it's created all this drama, and we're sitting here talking about all these different characters of the team, and it's like just so much. I don't even know what to think now. We just came off the biggest win of the season, one of the biggest regular season wins, maybe the biggest in the Matt Lafleur era, right? And we're sitting here talking about our quarterback not being on the field for another huge game against a, a usually good team that's been off the off their track this year but every every game is a big game now it's winning time we have to win it's week 9 coming up here i mean it's time to win games like we have to start doing this the bye week can't come soon enough that's week 13 but until then i mean 
by the time that rolls around, we'll probably be mostly healthy and, uh, you know, all this for naught. But we're sitting here now, COVID, Isaac Yidem went on the thing. I mean, Kirk Benkert's not available, so we signed Blake Bortles, and he was here with the, in the summer when Rodgers was out of town, and now Rodgers is on the COVID list, and it's Jordan Love starting, and it's a whole crazy thing. Ben Kurt started this like two days ago. He tweeted that he had COVID and some Call of Duty, whatever. I don't care. And everyone's like, oh, hopefully he hasn't been around Rogers. <laughs> and then today, obviously, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, this mother, this guy, Ben Kurt, bro. Oh, my God. Tweeting about Call of Duty and his stupid little gif. Wow. Now our QB1 is out, too. I don't know how love... I don't know. Maybe he tested negative today, right? Otherwise, he would have been on the report. So I think he's... Hopefully in the clear, unless I don't know. We'll see. We'll see this upcoming week because I Blake Bortles starting literally takes all the excitement that I have away. We from the will game. not I, win that football game if yeah, Blake no, Bortles that is, is quarterback. that is just not happening. I'd almost rather, uh, I might have. I'd almost rather see Randall Cobb start at quarterback. Than that Blake. would be fun, right? I was thinking about that today. Stumping, that would be fun. Yeah, that, that be was fun. like last year. I watched the Kendall Hilton game. I watched every snap of it. I was so intrigued. I wanted to see what the Broncos, what they would put out there. And he was bad. And what do you know? I want to see Randall Cobb. I always used to root for that when I was younger. Like I knew Cobb was the emergency quarterback with McCarthy. McCarthy. I would always, you know, not hope for Rodgers to get hurt, but I just wanted to see what would happen if Rodgers had, or Cobb had to go under center. That would still be, that would still be really fun. Randall Cobb. I wonder if he can throw it still. Probably, but he, I just, if Blake Bortles starts, might as well not even turn the game on because it will be rocky. It will not be fun. Um, but the same thing, I, I don't know. Can Jordan Love – this this Chiefs defense is bad, right? It's very, very bad. But at the same time, Jordan Love looked very shaky at times in the preseason, but then there was other times where he looked like he could command it a little bit and like, okay, that was against backup, so it's difficult to say. Now he's going to have to come in and he's going to have to do this at a high level. He's going to have to not turn the ball over. And he seems to, you know, he'll turn it over. I mean, he did it a lot in college, and we saw some shades of, like, some disgusting turnovers in preseason, really bad throws. Like, this is going to be a big game, like, for him and his future with the team. Like, if if he sucks in this game, like, what are they going to do? Move on from Rod? Like, he, like, if Jordan Love gets one shot this year, he gets one shot, and he plays, like, a touchdown and two picks and, like, 150 yards and, like, we lose – or even if we win and he like, you know what I mean? Like if he, if he makes mistakes and stuff, like it could be like, we just have to, how do they move on from Rogers with a guy that what we've seen has been not great. How do they do that? They won't. That's what I'm saying. It's like Jordan love. This is really a big game for everybody. It's a big game for Rogers and he's not even playing. Yeah. I don't know if he's, if he's going to feel the pressure at all, but this is also like, if he plays well, this is a huge game. Cause if Rogers even wants to come back to the team in the spring, it might be up to Goody to say, no, we're going to, we're going to roll with love similar to 2008 with Farvin Rogers. Yeah. But the chief's defense, it's like really bad, dude. They are just awful. So if Daniel Jones can look at least a little bit, okay. I think Jordan love having sat for an entire year behind one of the greatest quarterbacks in the football in the history of football, I think uh, I think he should fare well, and if he doesn't, because in the preseason, man, he made some plays, which you see on Twitter all day long, and you're gonna see for the rest of the week. But he had a lot of other, a lot of a lot of other head scratching plays that were like, man, you're playing against backup defenses, can't you can't be doing this? I mean, it's also the conversation he didn't have any starters along the offensive line or playing receiver for him. He was playing with Devin Funchess. Remember Devin Funchess? Wow, that feels like a long time ago. Uh, so yeah. it's, we're gonna, we're gonna see, man. I think LaFleur is gonna give him like pretty much the same game plan that we had against the Cardinals with no receivers and just a, a just run heavy attack RPOs. I don't know if you're going to give love the RPOs though, because that's a lot of pre-snap work and a lot of reads that love maybe just isn't ready to make. So maybe he just gives him a lot of run heavy stuff and some play action stuff and some quick game stuff. I think that's where, that's what we're going to see the most of just, Obviously, a lot of running the football. AJ Dillon and AJ Aaron Jones—they're going to have to carry the carry the rock like they did last week, which they were phenomenal and pretty much won us the game. But uh, is is Love going to be able to just do some of the stuff that Rodgers was able to do? Just uh, I think I think he I think he really can. I think we have a really good shot, and he can sling it. He's got an arm, bro. He can just target Daniel Sorensen 
all game and uh, things might things might work out well. He might have he's probably going to have Devontae back. MVS should be should be playing on Sunday and uh, Randall Cobb. He's got he's got a loaded array of targets that he can that he can throw to. So I think it, this game might be a lot better than maybe you expect. Well, to me, like, OK, like you mentioned, he's been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for a year and a half now, and I'm tired of like everybody giving him a break like it's time for him to like now he's gonna play he should play well he should come in and play well he's a first round pick no more of this you know letting it like letting him develop like okay we've had him sitting now like the way they crucify young quarterbacks today when they get they plugged right in and they play like a few games like most of these quarterbacks get babied like Jordan Love has been babied and he didn't play well enough to go right to Jordan Love like he didn't play well enough in the preseason to say like he's the next big thing he certainly didn't do that and that was a year after sitting behind Aaron Rodgers I don't know how much more he's he's improved in the last like eight weeks or whatever but he's got to play well he's got to play really well because it's time for him to go like this is his time to play or don't you know play well or don't it's this is it like I'm tired of this like idea that if he doesn't play well that just like I can't do this anymore. Like Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. Give me a reason to move on from him by being as good as he was showing at this time or better. Look, the race to get up to the to the speed of the NFL as a quarterback is way way faster than it ever was before. They don't sit like like Rodgers did anymore, and he's already sat a year and a half, which is longer than most guys have in this league. This is his first NFL start. It's time to go. Like I, I'm just I'm not in the mood to like see him play bad and then have the organization make excuses for him. Like now he he'll know he's the starter. He's coming into the game. Be ready. Play well. Or like I'm ready to move on after this year. If he doesn't show up in this game, I'm ready to move on. Just like we can't be playing these games. Just keep Rodgers around. Like I'm not gonna sit here and move on to from Aaron Rodgers to a guy who didn't play well after a year and a half of sitting behind the best quarterback of all time. I'm just not in the mood for it. It's so complicated looking after this season, which, I mean, it's literally week nine, bro. Like, we can't be doing this. But after this season, we're going to have no money. Lots of guys are going to be leaving. Would we rather be stuck with Jordan Love and have to do a multi-year rebuild while he's going into year three? Or would we rather have Aaron Rodgers, who's going to elevate whoever's on the roster? I mean, it's, it's such a tough situation that we're in right now. It's like... I don't, I don't care, man. We just got to win a Super Bowl this year. And if it means that Jordan Love needs to play well in this game, then I hope to God that he plays well. And I hope to God he's the quarterback of the future. Honestly, I do. I don't, I'm, hopefully we get the maximum number of years out of Rodgers as we can and win another Super Bowl at least. But I hope Jordan Love is the quarterback of the future. That would be incredible for the future of the Green Bay Packers. And I really hope that he plays well this game because I'm going to be rooting for him, that's for sure. We're all rooting for him, but the problem is the timelines just don't add up, Griffin. I said this when we drafted him, and I'll continue to say it. He cannot be the quarterback of the future with Aaron Rodgers still under center because how old is he? He's turning 38 in December. Tom Brady's 44. Rodgers is showing no signs of slowing down in terms of arm talent. He's still moving around. You said it a couple weeks ago. He's looking faster than ever. His legs are built back up from when he got those injuries. He looks like a different player. He's so much physically, he's so much more physically fit. He's he's in a great space. He just won MVP. He could play for six years more. He could play for 10 years more if he really, really wanted to, I'm sure. I mean, like, this doesn't add up. How can he be the quarterback of the future? To me, you keep Aaron around for a long, as long as he can and wants to play. He Did he almost retire? Yes, but that was because mostly it had to do with the situation that the front office put him in where he was like, do I want to be a part of like this, this organization and play football like when I have literally no say in anything? And that's changed for the most part so far. He seems like he's in a better place like in that regard like with the front office, which is what he really wanted, and that's why he came back, and it, those things that have been promised to him Seems like they're starting to come to fruition. How does Jordan love? How is he the future? If Rogers is, if we're going to maximize Rogers, how, it doesn't add up. We can't sit Jordan Love for the next seven years. I mean, like this is just like we should have done this. They made a mistake in hindsight. They made a mistake, but now it's it's proven to be at least valuable in the sense that we need a backup quarterback to play well for this game, and we have a first round pick sitting on the bench, and I am rooting for him to win this game for us. Do whatever it takes to to at least put a W on the board 
hopefully really, really, really hoping Rodgers is back for Seattle, we can move on. And I'm not saying if Love plays well, time to move on from Rodgers either. I still think Rodgers should be the guy. We just needed a quality backup quarterback. To me, we haven't had that since Matt Flynn. We've got that now. Hopefully, we're hoping, obviously, and this is the chance for him to show that at the very least. I think the front office is honestly pretty thankful that they're getting this look at him. They're they're lucky that they're going to get this look at him because otherwise they really never would have other than practice reps with the scout team. And we made a whole video about it, the 10-minute video that we made in May about Rodgers' situation over the summer. And it, it all comes down to the fact that Gutekunst, he drafted Jordan Love thinking that Rodgers was on the decline, which he's not hes not crazy for thinking that. He was declining in 2018 and 2019. Should he have drafted a quarterback in the low 20s? Probably not. Should he have drafted Jordan Love in the first round? Maybe not. I don't know. But it, the, the fact of the matter is he should at this point realize that maybe he made a mistake and maybe be thinking about moving off of him in the in the favor of keeping Rodgers long term and maybe he is we don't really know but I think this game is honestly going to have a big big uh is going to matter a lot in terms of that decision if because if if love stinks it up maybe he does say we're going to roll with Rodgers but if love looks good if he's mastering the LaFleur offense if he looks like the ultimate game manager like a premium Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco for Kyle Shanahan, then maybe they decide, they decide that he is everything they wanted and he's the quarterback that Matt LaFleur wants to mold. Maybe that's the case. I don't know, man. And I, I, I hate talking about this. I hate – this is off-season talk, man. Rogers, just get vaccinated, bro. God, why did this happen? A little late happen? for that. It's a little yeah, late for that. I, I mean, he's I not going to get it I'm three saying, <laughs> oh my god I, I mean at least this happened not in a playoff game imagine divisional weekend we're coming off oh the bye week gosh. and jordan love has to start oh my gosh imagine that we didn't find out and all of a sudden we're in the super bowl and rogers gets it and we can't i mean like oh it. dude that would like, they delay the super bowl i feel like they would have to man <laughs> they would have to just for financial reasons because who wants to watch the jordan love bowl <laughs> me i do i would love to see that <laughs> that would be oh that would be very interesting oh my gosh um, this is such a nightmare i hate this oh my goodness it is i'm excited though i'm excited yeah i'm really thrilled are our you, quarterback are, is down great i mean obviously i'm not thrilled but i know are i'm you, excited see, to watch jordan love i am no, i'm really not i'd prefer to never see him play honestly hate to break it to you but <laughs> that guy should never step on the football field for green bay and now we're we know why he is because rogers is down come on that's never man. good yeah but I, yeah is it a positive yeah, but, is it a positive that we get to see him yes but i'm certainly not happy with this outcome i'm definitely not yeah, happy definitely. with the way this went but, out i mean gosh this hey, is man, it is what it is man our quarterback is he believes in alternative medicine this this is what we get, man. It, I'm, it is what it is. Right now, Jordan Love is starting on Sunday, and I will watch, and I will be very interested in how he performs, and I hope he performs well, because being eight and one is much better than seven and two in a very tight NFC. And like the Bucks lost last week, our whole division sucks. It's if if we can come out of here with a win, we're still in a good spot. We assume we're going to get Rodgers back. Um, hopefully against Seattle. I mean, I guess we can't assume that, but hopefully he's going to be coming back. This is just a one-game thing. That'll be very well if Jordan Love can step in and have a Matt Flynn Week 17 2011 performance. You know what's going to happen. It's going to be this. It's either going to be he pl- Jordan Love comes in, throws like 190 yards, one touchdown, no picks, and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon have like a couple rushing touchdowns each or something like crazy. And then everybody starts crowning Jordan Love as the next guy. Or Jordan Love plays, like, decent, and then they lose. And then I don't know what – like, then it's, like, another thing where it's, like, well, they lost, but he played okay. It's, like, I just – it's not going to be this clear-cut thing where, like, we know, oh, he's the next guy or – Oh, he's not the next guy. Like he's gonna, he just isn't. He's not a quarterback for us. Like for the future, when we have Aaron for the next several years, if if he wants, like that's it's it's not gonna be this cut and dry thing. I know it, and hopefully we win. But I also don't want to see like if we win and Jordan Love doesn't play well. Like I don't want to see people just like giving him all this credit. Like I'm an Aaron Rodgers defender, like we all know. But like, and I want him to stay as the quarterback for as long as he can. But, like, at the same time, like, I also 
I would like to see Love win this game for us, but I don't want this like narrative to start spinning out about him being the next guy if we win this game. Like I just I don't care really I don't care what happens. Like I, I just I, I'm not ready to have this happen mid season and then Rogers feels like he's on the hot seat almost. Like this there's no like positive thing that can come from this game if we win or if we lose, like there's no, like, it's not going to end well in, it's not going to end all. Everybody's happy. Like that's, I don't know. That's pretty much all I'm saying, I guess. Right. And it's, I mean, let's be honest, man. We're both going to be irritated as hell. If love plays well and our entire Twitter and Instagram timeline is about how, how Jordan love is the future. Like that's going to, that's what it's going to be. And as Rogers defenders, as we've been critical of this decision to draft Jordan love for two, almost two years now, it's going to annoy us, but it is what it is, man. If he's good, then he's good. And as a Packer fan, I'm happy about that. But obviously, as a Rodgers defender, I mean, I don't I don't know about this this week, man. It's, it's been tough. But, you know, fundamentally, as an Aaron Rodgers fan and an Aaron Rodgers defender, it is, it's going to be, it's going to hurt if Jordan Love comes in and plays well and we're proved wrong. And it's going to be, the fact is that nothing, this game isn't going to prove anything. It's not going to prove that Jordan Love is the future. And if he plays poorly, it's not going to be Jordan Love sucks and he'll never be anything in the NFL. Because it's still one game, and it's his first game as a starter. And even if he plays out of his mind, great. It's still we've seen quarterbacks do that before. We need to see it over over more games than just one. It's too small of a sample size. So, but you know, the media is not going to treat it that way. And so, whatever it is, it's going to be. And I predict that Jordan Love is going to look good in this game because I think Matt Lafleur is a good enough coach to get him ready and have him perform. Uh, well enough and give him easy enough throws with a good enough receiving talent against a bad enough defense that I think he's going to come out of this game looking good. So I think the initial reaction is going to be how Jordan Love is the future. And me and you both are going to be very annoyed by that. And obviously I want him to play well. Obviously I want him to win. So I'll be happy that he does look good, but it's still going to be annoying that, uh, that, that we were made that, we weren't wrong, but people are treating it like we were wrong. It's so complicated and it's still, we still have to wait. And all the people who say you have to wait three years before you can just draft pick, they're going to throw that out the window. If he looks good, because it's going to be all hail Jordan love. And he's the King and he's the future of football. And we would throw Rogers to the curb or we should rather. Um, it's going to be all the overreaction is going to be, it's going to be too much, man. I almost, maybe I'm not excited for this game. I don't know. I'm done. Well, first of all, that's what I was saying before. If Jordan Love looks great in this game or decent or like makes nice throws, like he's the next guy. He's crowned the future. He's the he's the future of the Packers, right? But if he plays bad, oh, it's his first start. Give him a break. Oh, it's against the Chiefs. They're really good. Mahomes. How is like it's gonna be this baby garbage that he gets and he's gotten since he was drafted because we have to let him develop and it's time. You know what I mean? I'm just sick of this. Like he's not gonna nobody's going to say, oh, time to move on if he plays bad. It's going to be, oh, he's a rookie. Like, even though he's not a rookie and he's been in the league now for – this is his second year and he sat behind the greatest quarterback in history in the play in the, in the the room with Rodgers for a full year and a half. I mean, like, this is what's going to happen, and that's what sucks, and that's why it sucks. And if he plays great and he's and we win, that'll be fun for – what we have when Rodgers comes back, but then the future is complicated because I know Brian is going to just ship Rodgers out if Love looks halfway decent. The best thing about all of this is that in two weeks, this won't matter. And this podcast will look back on it as a giant waste of time because this is all offseason stuff. And the fact of the matter is right now that the Packers are 7-1 and one, and there's a good chance they could move to 8-1. and one. Obviously, it's not as those chances are not as high as they were uh, a day ago, but... It's it's still a good chance that we were the number one seed in the NFC. We didn't even talk about this. We just beat the seven and zero Cardinals. This team is so good. It's probably the best team that Lafleur's had in his tenure. And there's a really good chance that we could still beat the Chiefs with a backup quarterback because we have enough talent around him. We still have the best receiver in football. Hopefully he'll be playing, and uh, we still have a great running game and we have a really good defense. Apparently, the Chiefs' offense does not look like how they did. It looks like honestly reminds me of the 2015 Packers' offense, and it's just there's just still a good chance that we can win this game. And then hopefully Rodgers comes back for the Seattle game, and he's an anti-vaxer, but. It, 
and forget about it. Separate the art from the artist with that one. And we'll be rooting for Aaron just like we did last week. And it'll be all back to normal. Hopefully, even 7-2, and two, we're still in a good spot. Maybe the Cardinals can catch another loss and these other teams. You know, it's still early in the season. So this, this podcast, I'm not saying it's a waste of time, but as of right now, it was a waste of time. And we'll get back to this in the offseason. How's that? Well, it's all significant. And it all sucks. I hate that we have to sit through every year wondering if it's Rodgers last since they drafted this quarterback. Like, I just, I'm so sick of this, but whatever, it's the nature of it. Let's just talk about this game then, because we've got that, that quarterbacks, the draft pick. He's now starting for us in Kansas City, the worst environment maybe in the league to play your first game in professionally. I mean, here we go now. So he's kind of thrown into the fire. But the fire isn't as hot as you might think because the Kansas City defense has played like garbage all year. If you can't tell, I'm pretty annoyed about this entire situation. So, yeah, pretty annoyed. But, you know, this is a good game for Jordan Love to kind of start up. And apart from the fact that it's in that noisy Kansas City stadium, the defense is not great. Most of the offense will be back. This is a good chance for Jordan Love to show something. It is. This is a this is a good shot for him. I think it's going to look a lot similar. Like I said, it's going to look a lot like it did on Thursday night when we had no receivers. We have no receivers one week. Now we have no no <laughs> no quarterback who's never played a game before. Rodgers, what did he throw? Like like three passes over ten yards, something like that. He he did not push the ball down the field at all. He was a pure game manager, and he's obviously one of the best quarterbacks in league history. He's going to be one of the best game managers in league history as well. So Jordan Love, we can't expect him to produce as well as Aaron did, and Aaron didn't even play that well, but still, we can't expect him to play at that level. So it's going to be a a little bit more reliant on the ground game, I assume, because the Kansas City defense is not good up front even, and so I think that Dylan and Jones, they're going to have a solid game. Bakhtiari! I totally forgot about Bakhtiari. He should be back, right? He should totally be back. Is he practicing? He, may, he is practicing. He may be yes. back. He might be back. He might be back. Hopefully I he's would back, not call man. it a guarantee. They they really are not going to push him out there. I mean, yeah, look, I'd true. love to see him back. I really hope he's back. There's a decent chance he's back. Uh, but we'll see, though. I mean, it's either this week or next week, definitely. He won't. It's it's this or next week, and that's it. Um, he'll be back, though. But, yeah, I'd love to see him back this week. That'd be a great, great start for Jordan Love to have – the offensive line back together would be really a nice boon to everything that would work. That would work well in our favor. I would say. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good. And he's going to have time in the pocket. If the floor wants to push the ball downfield a little bit, take some deep shots to MVS. He's got Devonte Adams, man. And this is going to be a good look. Obviously Devonte Adams played out of his mind with Brett Hundley, which no other receiver on the Packers was able to do. And so that's kind of how we know that he's, you know, an elite receiver, not just a product of Rodgers, which, uh, you know, a lot of Cardinals fans, DeAndre Hopkins fans will accuse him of being. We know that he's not because we watched the 2017 season. This is going to be another chance of that. He's going to prove our point that Devontae is the best receiver in football and makes a quarterback's job easier. And uh, Jordan Love, he's probably going to be looking at him a lot. LaFleur said today that Jordan Love pretty much only plays on the scout team. So I don't know how many reps he's actually gotten with uh, with Devontae Adams. Because Devontae wasn't there during OTAs over the summer either. And Devontae only showed up, I'm pretty sure, for training camp when Aaron was already there. So I don't think Jordan Love got a lot of snaps with Devontae. That's going to be nice for him, having a all-pro receiver, Hall of Fame receiver on his left side. That's going to be pretty nice. And I think LaFleur is going to... ID him in ways that makes Love's job very easy, and hopefully he can just manage the game and uh, rely on the ground game, rely on Devontae Adams, maybe try a shot or two to MVS because the Chiefs cannot defend the deep ball at all this season through eight weeks. They've not been able to. Uh, I think I think this is going to be a productive day on offense, and we'll probably ignite some overreactions about Jordan Love. I'm actually really excited to see our defense go up against this Chiefs team because every time we think, oh, this is the week that they're going to get exploited, like, they just keep showing out and playing so well. Devondre Campbell leads the way in every way on this defense. I mean, like we talk about every week, you can't say enough about how great he has been controlling everything for us and making our defense better just with his presence and his consistency. Um and the edge rushers, you know, Preston's back healthy. We've got Gary, and Merciless has been looking great. We haven't even mentioned how great he's been in his limited snaps, and he's kind of getting more in there as well, getting more plays involved. 
it, we didn't talk about other things that went down, but it's been a busy week. The trade deadline day, nothing happened apart from we changed long snappers and we subtracted somebody by cutting Jalen Smith, who really was not given a chance to diagnose the playbook and really learn everything and get on the field. And even when he was on the field, to me, in my opinion, he was better than Oren Burks and even Chris Barnes at times. Um, but uh, instead, he's released, which is fun. Love it. Another great move. And now we are sitting with Barnes and Oren Burks as the other guys. And Burks, to me, is pretty bad. Um, Barnes can be good at times, but Burks is really, really bad. I hate to see him on the field on defense, but here we are. And, yeah, so we're kind of stuck. Hopefully we get Ja back, and hopefully we get Z back at some point soon. But other than that, we have some holes, and it starts at tight end with the loss of Tunyon. It starts at middle linebacker. Could have used a couple more pieces in those spots. Hopefully we can add something at some point, but those were some of the pieces of news. Jalen Smith got cut. To me, I hated that. I just hated that move to release him. But, um, yeah, so that's where we're at now, and we have to kind of um, just move on with what we've got in the middle, and hopefully this defense can show up like it has these past few weeks. I love what we're doing on defense this year, and this is another big test because Tyreek Hill could wreck the game. Travis Kelsey is going to be a tough cover. Um, let's go do it, man. We've got the we've got the the we've got the pass rush to be able to kind of neutralize Mahomes a little bit and that great offensive line that they have. Uh, but the the weapon Hill and and Kelsey those are going to be tough to stop. So I, I'm excited for that challenge for the defense. The defense they proved me wrong last week. That was the it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen watching that game. I was like, oh my god, they're playing well and they're getting off the field consistently. Sands that one play to DeAndre Hopkins on Eric Stokes. Don't know what he was doing there. Great move by Hopkins. But everything else was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Starts with De- Devondre Campbell, who is, like you said, we talk about him every single week. He's played out of his mind. And I've been thinking that really is like the middle linebacker position. Everyone always says it's the quarterback position on defense. And it really is, man, because it's so hard of a position to play. There are so few good middle linebackers, just like there are so few good quarterbacks. And it's the hardest position in sports probably. And, but when you find an elite middle linebacker, it's your entire defense just looks so much better. They, it, he elevates everyone else on the field because he's able to just man the middle of the field. I'm sure he's a great leader on the back end, actually on the field and telling everyone what to do. Uh, he's, he's just plugging everything up. He's so good in the run game. We saw him sack Kyler Murray. He's so big and he's so quick and he moves so well and he just it's like everything is okay whereas in years past it's been complete chaos in the middle of the field with uh, Blake Martinez or Oren Burks or even Christian Kirksey last year and Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin it's like if you don't feel like anyone knows what they're doing there maybe that has to do with Mike Patton but I think Devondre Campbell has made a big difference to this defense and Rasul Douglas where the hell did this guy come from bro how was he how was he not starting for a team he was on Arizona's practice squad are you kidding me he's been so good he had a patent obviously he had the game-winning interception but he had a pass breakup too he's just so sticky on every single snap against washington we really didn't get to see him all that much or against chicago but this game he was starting with no kevin king no jair obviously and he played so well against a really good offense and I don't know. Maybe we just have a good defense because I've been saying all year that this defense looks good, but against good quarterbacks, I don't know how good they're going to look. And I did not think that they'd play well against Arizona, but they did. And they proved me wrong. And I'm very happy about that because good defenses are not something we're used to as Green Bay Packer fans, as you know, bro. Well, another thing is like Dean Lowry is all of a sudden playing like really good football. Like Rashawn Gary just turning, he's turning into this monster. Preston Smith has bounced back. Devondre Campbell has transversed everything we've ever had in the middle of the field, obviously. Amos is still playing really well. Savage is, you know, he's doing his thing. And then Stokes had that bad game last week. But other than that, he's been really good for us as a rookie. Douglas came in and revitalized things. And then just all that combined has been enough to keep us afloat and hold teams to very significant, you know, small point margins. And it's been really good. Like the defense is just... They just haven't allowed points, and a lot of that has to do with the offense, the, controlling the time of possession. Special teams has put us in better spots. Um, it's all marrying together, and it's everything's working for us. So there's there's certainly a level of like where you feel confident. I think Chandon Sullivan has been playing some of his best ball in Green Bay as well. Like these guys are just all kind of 
takes all 11. Matt LaFleur says it all the time, and all these guys are just playing good football together, and the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So um, just super proud of this defense and the guys, the individual guys who are kind of gluing together with all 11 and, and just making something better than themselves. So um, super, super excited for what this defense could potentially do against the Chiefs. And this is probably the worst the defense is going to be considering the health of everybody because Jair comes back, presumably. He's going to push Eric Stokes down the depth, depth chart. He's going to push Kevin King down the depth chart. He's going to push Rasul Douglas down the depth chart. Uh, that's uh, better for everybody. Eric Stokes is no longer no longer covering DeAndre Hopkins or whoever it may be. Uh, Z, turns out he might be back a lot sooner than we anticipated. We we kind of assumed, maybe not assumed, but uh, th- we thought there was a good chance that he was out for the year, but he's back at practice, dressing, not in pads, not practicing, but he's there. He's in Green Bay, which is a nice development. He might come back. Him and Preston back together on the edge. Rashawn Gary playing so well. Kenny Clark in the middle. Dean Lowry is playing very well this season, which is an interesting development. Didn't think that would happen. Uh, that's very nice. It's like, all of a sudden, this defense <laughs> looks really good. The red zone is still really bad. Looked good against Washington, mostly because of drops and turnovers. But Thursday, it kind of resumed to where they, where we expected them to be, the red zone defense. It was really bad. But the Chiefs are very bad in the red zone as well on offense. So uh, that's a good good yin and yang there. Hopefully, that can turn out in our favor. And I'm I'm very excited for what they're going to be able to do against such good weapons because they, they look very good against Arizona's weapons. So let's see how they fare against Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Mikkel Hardman. And uh, I, I think that's kind of it for Casey. They're not that good as they once were. But it's going to be another big test for them. A lot of speed on that team. It's going to be another big test for Joe Barry. He's probably going to be coming back calling plays again. It's going to be uh, – It's. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the defense. Let's win this game, move on, get Rodgers back, do this thing with Seattle, and just forget it all happened. Like, I'm just so ready. We've been here one day, not even a full day of this Rodgers situation with the COVID. I'm just so ready to go play, move on, get him back in the building. I don't care if he only has to practice one day on a Saturday, if it's only a walkthrough. Throw the football at home, Aaron. Let's go. Get back here and play on Sunday. Like, let's do this thing. Seattle, let's go. Like, I'm I'm just so ready to go and, and do this thing. Move on. Win. Starts with a win, though. We got to get this win because if we don't win this game, it's going to be a big problem. Like, not and not just because, you know, it isn't. It's an AFC game. It won't matter as much as if we were to lose to, like, the Vikings or something. But, like, it's – this is – we have to win every game. I'll say it again. Let me just go – I might as well just look at Dallas's schedule here because this I'm going to make everybody realize how hard it's going to be to get the number one seed this year. So let's see. Cowboys, first off this week they've got Denver who's reeling and trading their best players, and then they've got Atlanta who's a wild card. They play Kansas City who's been 3-4 and four this year. Oakland, decent. New Orleans, they don't have a quarterback right now. Then they play Washington, the Giants, Washington, Arizona will be tough, and then the Eagles, who are one of the worst teams in football. So you put that all together. They could literally win 14 games this year. And Green Bay, they've got a tougher schedule. You know, They have to play Cleveland at one point. They've got to play Minnesota twice. They've got to play the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Rams. They've got to play tough teams, and it's Green Bay is probably going to get to 14 if they're lucky, and they don't lose games like they should win against Kansas City and Seattle which could happen, and then they all of a sudden are sitting somewhere like around 11 and 6 or something, like if they really get into trouble. They can't let this derail them, and it's time to win, and we have to do it now for the sake of this team, for the sake of the future, for the sake of our Super Bowl chances. It has to come down here. Griff, give me your prediction. I mean, real quick, yeah, I agree with everything you just said because after week one, it was like I – the thought of having the one seed for a second year in a row kind of just slipped my mind. I wasn't really thinking about it that much, really wasn't hoping for it that much. And now all of a sudden we beat the Cardinals. We're seven and one. And as of right now, we are the number one seed. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is incredible. There's a really good chance that we're going to actually end up with the number one seed. It's the team looks so good. It looks like we're actually elite amongst the NFC teams, amongst the NFL teams. This is nice. And then something like this happens, and it's, we know how hard the schedule is already. And something like this happens against KC and Seattle, and it's those are the teams that in my head I've kind of counted as the easier games coming up in our schedule. And uh, they're not so easy now without Rodgers playing. 
And like the Cowboys schedule and the Bucks, they don't have that tough of a schedule either. It's so important that we're going to be able to win these games because it's we don't want to be playing road games in January. That's what we don't want, man. We do not want to be doing that, especially if it's if it's all because we we come up a loss short of Dallas or one loss or or one loss more than Dallas or one loss more than Tampa Bay or something something like that because of how this game turns out on Sunday. Luckily, all that, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we do win this Sunday. I think it's going to be a hard-fought victory down to the wire, just like it was on Thursday against the Cardinals. We've done that a lot this season. Uh, I think it's going to be maybe not the Jordan Love game, but I think he's going to play very well, and I think he's going to throw a couple touchdowns and you know maybe 200 yards, good completion percentage, because I think he's just going to be asked to be a game manager. And Matt LaFleur is such a good coach. I think this is such a good game for him to really put himself as the coach of the year in most people's minds, if he's not already. And uh, it, I think that's, I think that means that this offense is going to play very well with Jones and Dylan, obviously, and Bakhtiari coming back and MVS and Devante. We just have so much talent on offense that I think it's not, it's not going to be too tough for Jordan Love to play well. And the defense, we just talked about them. Uh, they're going to play very well against this very struggling uh, Kansas City Chiefs offense. So I think this game turns out well. I'm going to go with 27 to, uh, I don't know, 21. Uh, score predictions are so stupid. <laughs> no offense, Ron. X-Factor. I'll give you an X-Factor, too, just for you. I'm going to go with MVS for the fourth week in a row because he's actually probably going to play on Sunday. <laughs> I've been saying MVS for weeks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know you He'll probably, yeah, and watch. He won't suit up now, of course, but okay. Well, yeah, I, I would have said MVS if Rodgers was playing, but um, First of all, I'm going 19-17. I think this is a defensive battle. We have to win on defense. I don't expect anything special from Jordan Love, and it's gonna. This is a game where, like, I feel like Rodgers needs to be special to win. And now that he's not playing, it's like, okay, we have to run the ball a lot. Um, it's gonna be slow, slow-paced game. I feel like defense is gonna be supreme. It'll feel like a big game. Um, a lot of pressure on Jordan Love, a lot, lot of pressure on the Chiefs because if they lose a fifth game, it's starting to get like, how are you going to make the playoffs with five losses at week nine? Um, so those are the kind of things I think it's going to make everybody have a little bit of the jitters, maybe some miscommunication on offense from Green Bay because Rodgers can't control everything. Um, I think one thing is we'll get to see LaFleur, what his game really looks like from a play calling standpoint because Rodgers takes care of, of many of the mistakes that LaFleur could make by adjusting things or picking the right, uh, you know, whether it's an action or if it's a, if it's a check with me, like all these different things, like Rogers makes those decisions on his own and he takes care a lot of a lot of the pass protection and makes those adjustments, those audibles um, based on the multiple play calls LaFleur can give him at a time. Jordan's not going to be able to handle that in his first start. It's going to be LaFleur gives him something and Jordan's just going to do it. I'm sure, you know, that's probably what it's going to be like. So we're going to get to see a full LaFleur play called game and we'll see how that turns out too. So there's a lot of different unique things about this game. Um, I'm going 1917. I have to go with, uh, in terms of an X factor, I just, I'm going to go with the coverage of Travis Kelsey because I think Devondre is going to get some of that action and that is a, really, really sweet matchup, but it's going to be tough. Amos is going to get a lot of that too. So it's those two guys really that are going to have to try to cover them. And, and I'm excited for that matchup in particular. They'll probably trust Eric Stokes's speed with Tyreek Hill. So I, if they're going to double anybody, it'd probably be Travis Kelsey. That seems to give them the chiefs the most fits, but uh, I, I'm, that's why I'm excited for this game, man, for everything you just said about Matt LaFleur, because we get to see Matt LaFleur without Rogers. Everyone always like anytime he's the most wins by any head coach since the, since the merger or in the Super Bowl era uh, at 40, at 40 games, he's only lost seven games in the regular season in his career, which is the most by any quarterback since the, since the Super Bowl was invented. Um, and everyone's just, it's because of Rodgers. It's like, you know, there's no point in even arguing against it because you're never going to convince these people that it's not because of Rodgers and Rodgers was a completely different player when LaFleur took over. But uh, it's, it's, this is the game where that can actually change. And if he can get a win with Jordan Love and just call his own plays and everything, he's going to, he's not going to be giving Love the RPOs and the, all the, all the stuff that he lets Rodgers do. And Rodgers does so much of it, like you said, on his own at the line of scrimmage. He's not going to be giving Jordan Love that. It's going to be 
dragon, the, the slant flat concept, and it's going to be handoff here and duo and inside zone. And then, oh, oh, we're going to go with the big play action rollout. It's going to be like like playing Madden pretty much for Matt LaFleur. Just give him a play and send him out there, and they're probably going to do it. I don't know how much confidence he has in love making making checks at the line of scrimmage like he does with Rodgers, obviously. So I think it's going to be just a real Matt LaFleur game, Matt LaFleur game plan. And he's gonna, I think he's going to make this this a really easy job for Jordan Love. He's going to point to number whatever number Daniel Sorensen is and says, throw at him deep. If you have a guy matched up with him deep, throw at him because it's either going to be a pass interference call on Sorensen or it's going to be a deep touchdown. So throw at him. Anything else, just give it to Jones. Give it to Dylan and let him handle it. And I think it's going to fare well, man. I really do. Yeah, we won't be seeing these run alerts and like we're not going to be seeing Jordan Love making decisions at the line of scrimmage. Like it, it maybe some, maybe a few. Like he'll get the chance to adjust to a run play. Like he'll have that kind of stuff in his back pocket, I think. But there will not be multiple play calls being spit out to him where Rodgers always gets to decide which one and he and or a run alert where Rodgers gets to choose whether to hand the ball off. RPOs they're called by many. Um those are the kind of things like we're not just we're just not going to see it. Um, it'll be design play action. It'll be design runs, design passes. I'm interested to see how it goes, obviously, but I'm not interested in losing this game. So let's win it. I think we will. And that's going to do it for today's episode. We talked about going short this episode, but we ended up right around where we usually are, even though we didn't go in depth on the Cardinals game like we usually do. Uh, We couldn't record these past couple days. And thankfully, because it would have all been completely outdated, just like last week when we talked about Alan Lazard being the biggest key in the Cardinals game. And then the day we publish it, Alan Lazard is out with COVID. It would have been even worse this week because we talk about beating the Chiefs, Rodgers, Mahomes, and then the next day, Rodgers is out with COVID. So honestly, it's a blessing in disguise that we didn't get to record until today. But, uh, and we we just, you know, no notes today for either of us. We just kind of went went on with it. And uh, it, it was a fun podcast, I'd say. We got a lot of talking done. And I didn't think that was going to happen. But thank you for joining me, Bron. Thank you so much for listening, if you're still listening up to this point. We'll be back next Tuesday with another podcast discussing the Chiefs game and previewing the Seattle Seahawks, hopefully with number 12 back under center. Uh, if, if you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or uh, wherever you're listening to this. Google Podcasts, we're there too. Leave a like, re- leave a review, send us a DM on Instagram at Today in Titletown or on Twitter at Today Titletown. No in on Twitter, just Today Titletown. Follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers. Follow Braun on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And thank you so much for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh.